Welcome to GameWoven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. If you like what we do here and want to get involved, follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash GameWoven. If you interrupt me, I'm coming for you. Back. That's right. Let's get back to more kingdom. <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, Lex just dabbed so hard uh, their headphones fell off. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been training for years. It's a result of uh, effort and power. Effort and power. I don't know why I said it like 100% that. 100% reason to remember the name. I... It's been passed down in their family it's drive, generations. It's power. Oh, God. Oh, we should have hung around in the green room and talked smack a little bit more. Oh, no. No, right, it's go. fine. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just have a longer goof track for the Patreon whenever I actually remember to... Our like, goof track has those. to be four hours long by now. Yeah, if you put them all together, probably. <laughs> Where we left off, Admiral Jack is now Irene's right-hand man. The people of Shadal's Corridor have accepted Irene as both queen and warlord at least for the duration of this resistance effort. Because who just got their independence? If you guessed the Stormtooth Baronies, you'd be correct. The Shadal's Corridor is now in a period of, I would describe it as open resistance. Now, we're not in a full-on revolt, not full-on rebellion just yet, but violence has come to both the seas and the streets against the Undying Empire. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and, and maybe someone else who has read this, does the crisis tracker carry over from the previous crossroad? Because if it did, I think we were in a bad spot. If we did, we, we did, would be at four away. out of five. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like it's got to roll back at least a few. I mean, you make time pass. After resolving a crossroad, you take a break from the action and let some time go by in the kingdom before facing the next challenge. So how long has it been since... Irene was put in, uh, was made kind of nominal leader of all resistance in Shadal's Quarter. I think not very long at all. Yeah, maybe like a, like a couple months. Yeah, I was thinking like a couple months. And in addition, I'm just going to say, just kind of observing kind of from the outside, things have definitely only gotten worse since that happened. Not necessarily that Irene's doing a bad job, but this is just how resistances go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's it's stressful for literally everyone. We broke the status quo, therefore things are worse uh -huh. because we're... we're so like in my mind, I'm thinking if you're going to remove a crisis box, you're only mm -hmm. pulling one off. Decision at the table, are we at three crisis or four crisis right now? We have the potential for like Irene being dethroned. I think crisis might be pretty high. So the way you make crisis fade is you go, you hold up one to five fingers. Mm. So everyone hold up either zero or one finger. Yeah, everyone either hold up a fist or one finger. Ready? Three, 
two, one. Okay, so one crisis. So we are we are up to three out of five. We are at three out of five crisis. All right, cool. And now the kingdom is at a new crossroads. And who better to select the new crossroad but sweet, sweet young Tristan? Actually, Les, Lex selects it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, okay. Before we lose it. <laughs> okay. Too late. True. Never had it to begin with. The question is, does the kingdom or will the kingdom what? Right. So things that we've established so far to help me, like, remind me of things so I can make a decision here. Okay. So we got Irene and Admiral Jack, who are mm -hmm. both rulers, um, like, near equal standing um, in the eyes of the people. Buddies. Teamwork. Guys being dude. That clap was me high-fiving myself. I loved it. <laughs> I'm in. That's that. We've got uh, Henbit trying to manage the covens, but mm -hmm. we've got the, the we've got the Ophidian coven causing a little ruckus and maybe uh -huh. growing a bit too fast. Yeah, yeah. There is also the resistance of Queen Blythe walking walking around in giant hermit crab. Yeah. Yep. And of course, just the whole city state being controlled by the Undying Empire currently. And then there's the Ernetian soldiers who go to the Leviathan to get their bone weapons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Local bone enjoyers. That's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be a local bone enjoyer too if you just head over to patreon.com slash One dollar towards game woven for our new tier <laughs> local bone enjoyer. <laughs> Hey, that's the fastest we've shilled the Patreon in an episode. <laughs> we're honestly, we're so shy about it. We should do that more often. So things that are important enough to make a crossroad. So one thing that comes to mind, which I don't think this is a crossroad worthy, just like, does Blythe survive? Because like, she's going to affect stuff, but she's not one of us. So like, her life is effectively in, in, in our hands right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the the like her living isn't gonna like be a deciding factor. Maybe I don't know. Depends on how she dies. She also might not be a huge fan of the like we we have established that Blythe is ambitious and aggressive and very used to being in charge. So used to being in charge that she dominates people. Yes. Yeah. The family motto What's is that? make them work for you, which is like. Boy, that says a lot about that character. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe Blythe's not happy about the situation. There is also... We can always go back to the threats as well. So the three threats are the Undying Empire, the magical instability of the Ley Line, and the fact that the kingdom is in open conflict. So yeah. one thing that comes to mind for me off of, off of talking about Blythe is you, you could make the crossroads. What side do the people of Ernet take? Or... Mm -hmm. Is Ernet going to be the place where everything happens and therefore get it shit rocked? Because like I do want to do something that is Ernet focused because we've been very Shaomir. I'd love that. Mm -hmm. And we've been and then the, the narrative has slowly been traveling towards Ernet. So you're right, I do want the crossword to be Ernet focused. And what were you gonna say, Brie? I, I have a potential pitch. Will the kingdom free Ernet? Or mm. something like mm. that could be interesting. Do with that as you will, just had the thought. 
Yeah, because like like you're saying, Blythe, if Blythe is in charge, she's still ambitious and she might, you know, not be that helpful. So it could be, do we have to kill Blythe? Do we like manage to ally with Blythe or like something along those lines? I mean, I've got a really like a terrible string of things to put together. We just got to figure out the specific question. I like dealing with the Blythe question. Mm hmm. I think the question could just be, will... Will the kingdom prioritize liberating or not? Or will the kingdom favor Blythe? Or will the kingdom support Blythe? Or... Mm. I like the way... How did you just word it, Zad? Will the kingdom prioritize liberating or not? See, I, I, I like that idea because like, it's the idea of are we fighting the Undead Empire or are we saving or net? Because those are like, they yeah. kind of end in the same endpoint, but they're very different strategy. Yeah. I like it. Theoretically, and this is something that can get proposed along the way, but as an alternative to prioritizing liberating or net, we could just go Scorched Earth. Mm -hmm. I think let's let's bring that but, up and play. Exactly, yeah. Like that's, that's yeah, the... Let's bring that up and play. I thought you were saying the crossroad is do we nerk, nerk, nuke, or net? I thought that's what you were suggesting. I think Kirk. that might actually be what they're talking about. That is one of the alternatives. We either prioritize liberating it, or we figure out, a, like, or we just scour the Undying Empire's foothold out, regardless of the consequences. Yeah, because if we're going just kick the Empire out, it is we march through Ernet, killing. Yeah. Is the idea to destroy the Empire or free ourselves? Ernet included, and potentially Blythe might be the kind of ally that you really, really wish wasn't your ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impulsive, violent, completely unsubtle, and refuses to coordinate. Like, that could be... I feel like that might be Blythe. Yeah. So, like... The question is, are we, yeah, is it liberation or destruction, I guess, is like right. what our goal is. Okay. Will the kingdom liberate or destroy Ernet? Mm hmm To defeat the Empire. In order to defeat the Empire, yeah, because it's like... In order to. Mm-hmm. Because either it's, we get Blythe on our side and Ernet, like, it's a country, in, it's a city-state that's focused on killing shit. So, like, they're a big boon to the army, but also... If they're frozen and killing shit and they get in the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Lex, the first scene is Tristan's. Yeah, let's set it up, baby. How do we get to this how do we get to this decision point? I definitely want to have Tristan have a scene with Irene. Question is, where are they meeting? Is what I'm thinking. Safe house. That's the like the magical school safe house thing, right? Or is that just not the place? okay? So that not the magical school. That's minute. the safe house in the suburbs. Oh yeah, that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. only yeah. find if you have an invitation. Have we established that all major players have gotten invitations? I know Henbit has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We haven't established if Jack has one. But boy, I, would that be weird if he didn't have one, right? I don't know. I don't know if I would want Admiral Jack in my safe house. I would. Maybe that's just uh, yeah. me. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't invite him. But it feels like a, hey, maybe we have one place that he's not guaranteed. Huh? I will point <laughs> out, though, that there is something in the magic where if you're in the need, even if you don't have an invitation, sometimes you can find it. So we could shoot for it, but I can't think of a reason that 
Lena would have given Jack an invitation. I'm going to throw some contract law at you. In Kingdom One, you established that it is a standing agreement with the people of Shaumare. Mm. The baronies are no longer part of Shaumare. Yeah. <laughs> can't get in. I'm literally am incapable of finding this place. Without a direct invitation, yep. Admiral Jack cannot go to the safe house. I wonder Perfect. how long it took Jack to realize, wait a minute, why can't I find this place anymore? Wait, ah, shit. Okay, so I feel like Tristan, I do have a funny thing for Tristan to how Tristan got here without a direct invitation. Yeah, I think maybe Henbit and Irene are there having an, um, a meeting or something, and then mm -hmm. Tristan shows up. What? Yeah. Just kind of like checking on things, talking about like new ideas for how to deal with the Ophidians and other things yeah. going on. And I don't suppose we could like point them all at the Empire and just let the problem sort itself out that way, can we? I think you guys hear a knocking at the safe house door. I know that knock. Who would knock? If you have an invitation, it's open. If you don't, you can't find this place. Yeah, well, well. And Hedvitt gets up and goes over to the door, opens it, and says, Tristan, hello. Hey. And how? Well, you see, I saw in the future you're going to give me an invitation. Mm. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about it. So she, she does kind of know. <laughs> Uh -huh. There's just a brief moment where you could see the mental math. Look, dear sir. I didn't know it looked like that. Um, it's it's good to see you. Come, welcome in. It is for me. Hi. Interesting. Magic is weird. True. Yeah. Hi. So, how's everyone doing? Cut the small talk, Tristan. You're only here on business, and you know it. Leon speaks up. You know, he's right. Also, hey, Leon, have they met before? I need to, I need to clarify. Only through Irene and Leon probably does not care for Tristan. Gotcha. We've established that there is a sort of, there is a connection, even if we maybe haven't spent any one-on-one -on -one time. So you know yeah. Leon because it's, she can't often ditch him. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say it and it's going to sound really rude. And it is. Leon often is upset that Irene keeps collecting pets <laughs> from among the lower classes. Mm -hmm. It's fair. Just let's keep doing that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tristan goes, you know what, Leon, you're right. Um, I did have something to talk about, but also Tristan walks up to Leon and puts a hand on his shoulder. Hey man, um, update your, your will. Just like, just like do that. What? So anyway, guys, <laughs> Leon dismisses himself, which is something exceedingly <laughs> rare. <laughs> also, we all knew I was going to kill him, so that's fine. Now I have to. <laughs> Irene is now looking quizzically back and forth. Also, I'm just going to throw it out there. If Leon has expressed his distaste, her response is, well, they're the ones actually willing to get up off the asses and do something helpful for once door slams behind him. I'm going to miss him. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to see him again. Anyway. Sorry, that, that one does not need to make the head. 
<laughs> There's crashing in the basement. Leon falls ass over tea kettle and breaks his neck walking down the stairs. No, that's not actually what happened. No, it has. It can't be that embarrassing. That was one of the potential futures. Yeah, just one of them. Just one of many possible ways Leon dies tragically in my hand. I'm more thinking that Leon's just old. <laughs> that's where my brain was. I feel like I read his response was like, is something specific we should be worried about with him or I mean like no uh, that's not particularly comforting but you came here for for business yeah so Irene you have some things you gotta do or try to do I'm not your boss I just see the future sometimes so yeah I want to talk to you about that you know Blythe? Yes, I do. I haven't gotten her to answer any of my missives recently, though I can't blame her. Yeah, she's sort of like in a crab. It has been hard to get mail even towards her. I've had him bed to help some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So her and also Admiral Jack, they're both like sort of pivotal in the futures that uh, will befall our nations. And here's the thing. You are a good influence on them, and they're bad people. So, like, I'm just presenting as an option. You go make them not be the worst. Just, like, morally, you know, so I have to both keep my kingdom from ripping itself in half, being consumed by the Undying Empire, and help two people who are um, not the best become decent human beings. Well, to be fair, you have felt like a figurehead for a while. Not You didn't tell me that. I just know that. You felt like that for a while. And this is, you know, you can do something. Can she? You already are useful, but now I want you to feel useful. You know? Is Blythe worth the trouble? She's bad. Blythe herself isn't necessarily worth the trouble. It's that um, it's not her people's fault that she's the worst. That makes sense? I suppose. Most of them think she's dead already. To be fair, my people. I, I, this is not me asking, because I, look, I am, to my core, I am er, Ernetti, and I just want my people to survive. This isn't me asking for the grand scheme of things right now. This is me asking you to help my people live. I will say, Henbit recognizes that Irene has that look on her face where there's something that she isn't saying but she has a really good reason to not be saying it right now that has to do with Blythe. The dramatic question has been uttered. Who is our touchstone? It's me! I am a touchstone. Henbit, what do the people think? Or rather, what do you think, and by extension you, what do the people think? Well, I heard that Henbit doesn't think that Blythe is worth it. Yeah, Blythe, Blythe sucks. She can unite her people in a way that not many others can, though. The Ernetti, we've, we're all just, we're all incredibly loyal. Any of us, 
have always been willing to die for our queen. Her face does with her thing again, and she just continues to not say anything about it. I can bet you have no idea what she is inciting, but you can tell by the butter. No. I want that loyalty to not lead to the death of my people. It's so tragically misplaced. You must realize this. She's... I understand that this isn't necessarily your responsibility, and this isn't... You're merely repeating what you've seen. And seen, of course. But... I don't know if I can do that again, quite frankly. I don't know if I can walk that road again. It was... I don't know about this one, Tristan. In you, When you look into the future, is there another way? Can we move past the Dustrakers entirely? It's a bad line. Look, no matter what future I see, I see blood. It's just a question of who's... Let me jump in. Mm-hmm. Tristan, what outcome, since you're the perspective, what outcome are you... Well, I guess is the dramatic question... Should Irene go and see Queen Bly? Should Irene genuinely try and befriend Bly? Okay. What's the possible outcome? So possible outcomes that I can think of are Blythe maybe sees two of the errors of her ways. That's not bad, though. Yeah, out of 80, it's like... <laughs> it's like a quarter of a percent. Yeah, so with a good person in her life, maybe she'll do something slightly better. Also, this whole thing with the Empire, there's we don't know how long this will take. This could be over the course of years, right? So like maybe this this friendship over the next five years would help her become a better person, right? So you're saying the outcome if Irene does attempt to connect with Blythe <laughs> would mean that Blythe would be slightly less terrible. Yes. What's the outcome if she doesn't? If she doesn't, Blythe stays just as terrible, which means she's a problem and she might lead to the death of her people because she'll be in opposition of all everything we're doing. Okay. She'll be too, too stubborn to move, therefore she'll have to be removed. So that's the touchstone. The people not are not really feeling it with Blythe. The perspective is... Blythe can change, and the alternative is potentially pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But there is one power in the room. I think during this conversation, like, when Henbit's expressed saying they're, like, very valid reasons for not wanting this, I think you're right to say, I know she's terrible and has done terrible things and will likely continue to, but... I also know how unexpected things have happened in the past several years. I don't see the harm in trying. Reaching out some kind of olive branch. Giving it a try, but I know what I'm getting into with her. Irene, it is a waste of your time, and we have so many troubles here. They're already gone. The city is is gone, it's overrun. She's stuck in a crab somewhere. 
they're not worth it when we need to take care of ourselves. And while you're off doing that, what about here? Who's going to be here, taking care of us? But, um, Henbit, a thing that I've learned is that I don't think there ever is such a thing as a waste of time. Everything builds into something, good or bad. The future isn't written in stone. It's written in blood and effort. At the very least, we could get a new ally and have those of the people that remain help. I'm not the one who's in charge here. And I have my people to see to. You could be. <laughs> you asked me to be in charge when she left. Well, Irene was kind of thinking, just um, see if Blythe wants to come here. I'll have to think about it. It's going to be big. Sure. Perhaps the future isn't made out of time. It is made out of blood and effort. And if your blood and effort is going north to go hang out in a crab... I thought the crab was, like, on the beach. I mean, crabs can move. They have legs, guys. I don't... It wanders. That's fine. I don't know if you've ever seen a crab before. I've seen a few. If you leave, if you go to do that, I can manage here. And I'm going to overthrow. I'm going to overthrow and I'm going to take uh, take power so that Irene can... Are you overthrowing or are you... So an overthrow action is when you are actually superseding Irene's decision. If you're just changing your role, then you're so that you so that you have power in the next scene that you're in. That's a different thing. Oh no no no! Irene can go and spend time uh, with her new buddy Blythe, and she can take care of that. The people of of Vidishau oh. don't want this. I will like I I I know that we've got problems here. I'm happy to to take the reins here, and to manage our affairs here. We, collectively, do not think that bringing Blythe on board is worth it. And if Irene can go change minds, she can do it from a position of something other than strength. Okay. Not to be too pedantic. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, love this. Big drama. Into it. Once you've already kind of done your role for a scene, you can't change or overthrow what you can do is overthrow the next time. Okay. Right? So you could, yeah, you could, so this, so we're like in the reaction phase right now. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So like your reaction is like, you're basically calling your shot. Like next time we're in a scene together, I'm overthrowing your ass. Yeah. If you choose to do this, then the next opportunity that I get, uh, I'm the, the hen bits in charge. Can I just clarify something? Yeah, go for it. Irene wasn't planning on leaving her people to go talk to Blythe. She was going to reach out to Blythe and see, like, Blythe, get Blythe to come here or something. She was not planning on leaving her kingdom unattended. If you're going to be wasting your blood and effort on some piece of shit, then I will be mm -hmm. managing affairs moving forward. <laughs> what we're trying to do is we're trying to fix things while we've already kind of set our stuff. 
We will see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What it is, is we are now in the reaction phase. Mm -hmm. So, Lex, do you think this increases Crossroads, Crisis, or Crisis? <laughs> do you say Crossroads, Crisis, or Crisis? Does it increase Crossroads or Crisis? Gotcha. Okay. I was like, was there a third thing that I forgot about? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to in, uh, go to the crossroad. Okay. So then let's check, double check if the power gets to make a decision or if they just make the call. The decision is Irene will be reaching out. Mm-hmm. Which we don't know if that means Irene leaves, Blythe comes here, whatever. We'll see. There's other turns to go. Her initial plan is not to leave. Mm -hmm. All right. And then our touchstone, because Irene has, in your perception, gone against the people's wishes, does this increase crisis or not? Oh, yeah. Crisis it is. All right. We are at crossroads and crisis one. The next scene goes to... Rob, I think, right? So this is going to be uh, in a, a parallel scene in the timeline. And actually, Zad, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want, apparently I want to role play with you one-on-one -on -one a lot because I would like to speak to cult, the cultist Hob mm. waiting <laughs> for a meeting that, uh, a parlay that Jack has set up with Circumstory. Oh, Oh. I'm speaking to Hob while Circumstory gets to the Leviathan. Yeah. Cool. So I'm imagining a like hexagon in the middle of the bay here made of a lot of like stone and metal, basically kind of looking like an oil, oil derrick. And so it's like a hexagon with a with the inside almost like a hexagon donut of like stone and metal with different sizes of buildings and structures kind of built on that ring of various different like mostly like small dwellings and like then basically diving stations where people normally when they're not doing their like coming of age trial basically like water breathing and like surviving water enchantment objects on like essentially like magic scuba gear that they put on to go dive down to gather the like leviathan parts mm -hmm. so i would imagine that their two opposite sides of the hexagon are basically purely for docking so this conversation is probably like a walk and talk from one end facing out from ernet walking to the one that uh circumstory would be having to sail into yeah so that's really kind of why uh, why we built the place like this. It's uh, it was meant to be kind of a um, almost really kind of an art piece, really, because you see, it's it's uh, the lawless nature of the place here. Really, it was it was meant to be kind of with outside outside of the sovereign's jurisdiction. When you know, obviously, in order for uh, a long and healthy life, the sovereign has to control all you know civil military judicial ecclesiastical even the words that we use those should come directly from the sovereign and therefore when you look around here part of the reason that the conditions are so terrible all the time is because there really isn't any sovereign control nobody runs the place there's no uh strong central authority and you know while uh we would say that the dust rakers have been doing uh oh you know a fine job of maintaining that centralized control well Ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, 
a lot of that spirit's been compromised. The, the libertarian nature of what we created here was eventually subjugated to some amount of authority from the divers, and I would say on the whole the experiment's a failure. But at the very least, uh, we're bringing in a little bit of money. A little bit of money for the Cult of Leviathan. And how about you? How are things, uh... How are, how's the consolidating control, uh... Down, down in your neck of the woods? Well, first of all, I... I would say that it might be failing right now, but that doesn't mean it's failed. Because, you know, the Stormtooth Baronies, as they are now called, um probably didn't start too differently. Spoken like a true liberal hegemon, that's what I hear. All right, David. Yeah, we can't destroy the system. We just got to change it incrementally. We can't afford to be neutral on a moving train. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking from the guy who lives on a hexagon. Yeah, but it's my hexagon. I thought it belonged to the community. Yeah, which means it's kind of mine. That's ultimately part of the problem. When it belongs to everybody, it really belongs to nobody. And with no central authority, well, points over to a, a shanty that uh, is like, there's like a, a snap and something falls and it just kind of like sloughs off into the water. You know, without society, the life of man is uh, brutish and short, among other things. I'm just happy to be here. You're brutish and short. <laughs> It's a balancing act, to be sure. Well, yeah, and if you don't balance it properly, if there's no fulcrum, no center point uh, to, to hang your mass on, no real sovereign to form the center of a strong society, what are you left with? You're left with a rotting metal hexagon over a big dead snake. Okay, so I just, do, I just want to say, no fulcrum to hang your mass on is a phrase that's now going to enter my vocabulary. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You know, while you've already been to capital, I understand if you don't want to make any more strides in that area, but is a thought experiment. What if what if this little hexagon became pivotal to the city for a while? Pivotal in what ways? That might be interesting. Wouldn't it though? Mm-hmm. You see, I don't know if you know, but my friends and I, we've got a lot of naval power and it's all empire business. It's a little unfortunate. And so, you know, what if, for example, the only ships that were going into our net were going through here and it, they just all happened to be ships that we had approved, let's say. Oh, I could be tempted. We who kind of becomes the central question. We've gotten a similar offer from the uh, from the proctor that we'll be meeting with, but uh, mm. you know, sure, sure. But I mean, I'm sure they have the navy to back that up, but they don't have it right now. Okay. So what are you proposing then? It's a lot harder to break a blockade that's been dug in. I'm really just the minder here. I'm mostly here to observe and to interpret our, uh, our the results of the little experiment we're running here. So I tell you what, if you were going to come here and to create a naval blockade, then, uh, you know, I can't stop you. I'm not going to stop you. In fact, I think that that would be lots of fun. 
well, you know, I'm such a fun guy, uh, might as well. Oh, and here I was thinking that you, uh, you folks were all about the plants. See, that's a joke, because funguses are a different kind of... They're not plants? Did you know that? Did you know that funguses aren't plants? Admiral Jack is looking so unamused and honestly a little, like, angry at the quip. You know, like a fun guy? Like a, a fungus. See, they've got these fun things where, uh, actually... The so things it's this that you dock, see, then? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the one. And I gotta say, I'm a real... You should this this uh this circumcury fellow, he's uh he's a real sharp uh real sharp tooth. Real domineering personality. Well then this should be interesting. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes even domineering likes to be dominated, Lena says as she's walking by with this context. We just hear Maeve <laughs> on the wind. <laughs> so is the dramatic question, will the Leviathan join the blockade? Is that kind of what you're pushing for here, Admiral Jack? I mean, that that is that is Admiral Jack's plan. The main thing that I wanted to do was Admiral Jack wants to just size up Circumsuri and speak to him. So that's that's the main thing. He's like he he wants he he's planning on just doing a blockade no matter what, but mm -hmm. wanted to get the Leviathan as basically anything that is going to get through the blockade will have to go through them. So you are power in this situation. So if you say that they're joining the blockade, they're joining the blockade. The thing is, what we don't have is we don't have a perspective or a touchstone. Nope. Do you want to leave that up to the table? <laughs> That's how that works. Let's fucking go then. All right, here we go. Yes. <laughs> I'm just a minor character. I can't do anything. I can't do nothing. Nope. I agree with everyone. Hey there, I'm Hob. The first session went so well. We're just going to delight everything in fire system. I told Benjamin this was this scene was gonna be his fault. I I love it. When we were in the uh, in the green room, I told everyone, let's let's go ham. Okay, so lack of perspective. No one can predict what is going to happen. So we may be in for a surprise. Okay, this is the finger thing. So <laughs> everyone's gonna hold up one or two fingers. If everyone holds up the same number, nothing unexpected happens. It goes as planned. If the total is odd, it's a minor consequence. If the total is, uh, uh, describe it and check a crisis box. If the total is even, there is a major consequence. Check two crisis boxes. The player to the right of the person who made the crossroad creates the consequence. In this case, it would be Zad. Oh, nope, nope, it is Bree. Oh, Bree? Bree. Yep. Oh, it's Bree. Bree will come up with the consequence if this doesn't go. I do not have fingers because I'm just facilitating. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. One or two fingers. One, two, three. So actually, this work is exactly as planned. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Because we don't have a touchstone, so we don't know how the people feel about this. We don't know what the people want, and we won't find out until it's too late. Oops, player simultaneously holds up one or two fingers. If everyone holds out the same number, the people are fine with how the crossroad turned out. Done. Otherwise, if the total is odd, the people are mad about it. Check a crisis box. If it's even, the people are very mad about it. Check two crisis boxes. Ready? Oh. Three, two, one. Ooh. It is odd. <laughs> one, 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 two. 
Zad was the two. So, so it's odd. We check a crisis box. Rob, this was your scene. Do you believe this was a crossroad? Did this add to the crossroad or crisis when it comes to will the kingdom liberate or destroy or not? I definitely think this adds to the crossroad because okay. it, it definitely propels both of those eventualities uh-huh. forward. Okay. Now, in what way are the people vaguely unhappy about this this situation? Bree. The aristocracy has been dicked over even more because of the lack of trade, and they're not used to having this little money coming in, and they just continue oh. to be screwed by so the everything. The nobles are, are unhappy about this. Yeah. Okay. They're not people. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GameWoven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at GameWoven, join the Discord, support us on Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on Apple, Spotify, or whatever host you normally use. This week's episode featured me, TT Benjamin, at TT Benjamin one on Twitter, Lex at call underscore me underscore they on Twitter, Brianna at Brianna Jeans on Twitter, Zad at Zadkale Green on Twitter, and Rob at Rob B. Rolling on Twitter.